Good morning, good morning. My name is Desiree Shaw and welcome to my podcast. I podcast on a Monday, Wednesday and Friday. And my aim is to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. My name is Desiree Shaw and I practice at the Priory. I have a private practice. And what am I trying to do? I'm trying to create an understanding of why we do what we do and how we can change it. I am a psychotherapist and a CBT therapist. I'm all about the cognitions, how we think, and how it's linked to our behaviours. Episode, this episode, what am I going to be talking about? It's titled, Are You the Joker? Hmm, are you the Joker? I went to see the Joker last night. Interesting, interesting film. I found it very insightful, amazing, in fact. Um, I really enjoyed it, not because it was nice, but because... um, It was real. It was hurtful as well. Anyway, I'll go into that bit later on. Are you the Joker? What do I mean by that? Well, I'm going to get into it now. We all have a choice, don't we? So just to um, reiterate, my name is Desiree Shaw. I'm a psychotherapist and I am creating a platform in order to create an understanding of why we do what we do, our behaviours. Everything we do is emotional and everything we do has a purpose for us personally. And um, often we find ourselves in binds and situations that we can't get out of or we don't know how to or we simply make worse because of how we think and feel. My aim is to make a clear understanding and give tangible tips and advice in order to support moving forward. I have a website and it's www.desireeshaw.com, D-I-S-R-E-E.com, where you will be able to find out more information about what I do, um, how to help yourself. And there's loads of vlogs and things on there. So back to the podcast in hand. Are you, are you the joker? Are you defined by your trauma? Trauma is something that we experience, every single human being, Okay. And it all depends on how you were raised through trauma, how you manage through trauma. Some of us are in the belief that our trauma makes us. Quite sad, really, when we think about trauma and we give it the platform of saying that it made us. Some of us go through such difficult, painful experiences and decide that they were made through that. So that all the pain, all the suffering, we we learn so much, whatever we do, whether it's good things, bad things, mediocre things, healthy things, unhealthy things. But then we give it a platform and we say, this has made me. Has it? We are humans and we can be driven by whatever we decide, whatever we pay attention to. If you pay attention to my podcast, you'll see Monday's one. It's what we pay attention to. We decide what drives us. Now, we can be driven by the trauma. The fact that we think that we are made by the trauma is actually the problem. I experience times in the therapy room where somebody has experienced something and they decide that that experience made them. And I I have to re-explain. They're not made by circumstances and situations. We are driven 
we're triggered into action based on what we think about what has happened. But really importantly, mostly importantly, we all have choice. It's choices. Every single one of us, we're born with a choice. More than one choice. Even if someone holds a gun to your head and says, do this or I'll shoot, still have a choice. Okay? There's always a choice. Sometimes you think, oh, that person did a phenomenal thing. How did they manage to do it? They chose to and they were driven to and they didn't let anything stop them. Have a choice. Now, trauma is real and it does affect us. But this is all dependent on our cognitive functions, on our processing, our thought processing, on our perception, on our needs. But we are predisposed to negative, unhealthy thoughts and emotions. So if our cognitive functions, if our perception, if our natural mental flow is inward emotional pain and we experience trauma, guess what we're going to do? Take it inward and make it be a part of us. When actually, we have a choice. Yeah? Have a choice. I watched The Joker last night and um, it was, <laughs> it made a lot of sense. I'm one of those people who, I I always want to know the backstory to the villain, you know, when I watch a film and I think, why is this guy so evil? What happened to them, you know, when they were a kid? They could never have just been born so evil. Something horrible must have happened and... I don't know if any of you are familiar with Mindhunter on Netflix. So interesting, the you know the backdrops of the um, psychopaths and the, the 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 serial killers, trauma, all led to do what they do by by an emotion by physical trauma that happened in their childhood that they their perception moving forward has pushed them triggered them into. I am not saying these people, you know, it's not their fault. I'm saying it's what drives them. It's recognising that as human beings. It's important how we are raised and how we, and our thought process, every single one of us. Imagine if you have a child and you say to that child every single day, you nurture them, you are able to achieve and you're wonderful and you're going to be able to do this. And you made a mistake today. That's okay. Here is the learning. I love you. You're going to move forward and be the best that you want to be. And you're going to enjoy life. Imagine saying that to a child on a daily basis. As opposed to some of the things that we do actually say, say to children. It's what gets stuck in our head. And we add it. And when a traumatic event happens, we place attachment on the things that we are told. Just If as a child you were told you were stupid and something terrible happens you will attach that meaning of what you were told that you were stupid to the trauma that has happened and identify that you are stupid bad things happen perception the cognitive function flow you know i don't believe anyone's born evil i believe we are created or made and what's the difference i believe a creation is a crafting is a pulling together being made is where somebody has helped to sculpt you whereas you ain't in so much control but being made being sculptured in such ways by our perception by our cognitive process that is how evil people would become evil 
because of what they think. In fact, nobody is their behaviour. Their behaviour is separate to them. Arthur Fleck. Bless him, the Joker. He definitely crafted and created and refined in his very own evil, wicked acts. He did some wicked things. But throughout the film, it, it was difficult to hate him because you were aware of his trauma. And the trauma wasn't played out in a particular way of you feeling sorry for him. It was real. It was harsh. I don't think this man experienced a decent hug in his life. It was it was harsh to watch. You know, and it was wicked acts. It was, it was it, his his evil wicked acts. They you could you could. I don't want to say understand, because we don't want to understand a psychopath, but to understand a psychopath, there is a link there, and it makes sense why he did what he did. And this was brought about, all of this, all of his needs, all of the things that he'd done, it was brought about by his need for acceptance and his disdain of being rejected. As human beings, we do want to be approved of. We do want acceptance and we don't want to be rejected. We don't want to be rejected. The idea of us being rejected is the worst thing ever. And this can drive us. These are the things that drive us to do the things that we do. Acceptance, rejection, negative responses. He liked love and affection. Poor Arthur. Arthur, Arthur Fleck took to killing with a psychopathic, narcissistic manner. However, his reasons stemmed from a very tender human need. Love. He, he wanted to be noticed. He had enough of being invisible. He had enough of being predisposed. He had enough... He was filled and consumed with the frustration of all the injustices that had happened towards him. And he had had enough, which is a fair enough statement, isn't it? We can all say that it gets to a point where we have enough, but we don't start skilling, killing sprees. This is about his cognitions. He also suffered with mental health. One thing that stuck out in the film for me is when he actually wrote, the problem with mental illness is that people want you to behave as if you don't have one, basically. And that's so true. We don't like it when people display their mental illness. We want them to be normal, in inverted commas. <laughs> and he, he, Arthur Fleck, he lacked love. So his drive, his need, his move moving forward was about the injustice of not having had that rather than seeking it. He wasn't looking to be loved. He had his own cognition process, which was very much disturbed and flawed because he had a mental illness along with being a psychopath. The first kill was, to some degree, to protect himself. And he had to adapt to a harsh situation. So he was driven by the trauma to protect himself. This is a natural human reaction. It was a perceived threat. They're kicking me, I'm going to die, I could die. He pulls out a gun and he saves himself. But then the power of the gun gives him all of this power and strength and he notices what it does. And then the change happens. 
And this is what happens with so much of us, you know, when it comes to the cognitions and so forth. We get into a pathway of going, hmm, I'm now feeling what I can do with this. So I'm going to go and do this now. And this is when the trauma starts to drive us. Because he recognised, I am stronger with this in my hand. And you won't hurt me. And I can hurt you. Now I'm feeling much better. Perceived threat has reduced. Now he's feeling comforted and soothed. Because he's going to make them pay. Can be driven by a trauma. We don't have to be though. The Joker's trauma defined him. He became his problem and saw no other point of view. He had no empathy. He cared nothing about others. When emotionally and cognitively under threat, he lashes out. He hurts people. And, you know, we've all been a party to hurting somebody in our lives based on being under threat. Whether we knew it or we didn't. Or we try not to. Because we feel under threat and we might do it. It all depends on your cognitive flow. And when we lash out because of anger, because of pent-up frustration, oh, it can be pretty ugly. And for the Joker, it was catastrophic for some people. And I say catastrophic. <laughs> We're not supposed to awfulize in RAPT, CBD. But some people died horribly at his hands. And I would say that was catastrophic. The fact that we are born with a choice puts the onus back on us. We are responsible for what happens to us. We are. Every single day, after the trauma, during the trauma, we are responsible for what happens to us emotionally and mentally. Whether the traumatic experience had taken us physically once the traumatic experience has, is, has ended, we have the right to choose what's going to happen to us because we're in charge. We can either be driven by that trauma or we can take charge and make the direction be where it suits our needs, where it suits us healthily. We choose. If like the, the Joker, <laughs> the irony of the name, the irony of the name because he just wasn't funny. He just was not funny. He was alone and depressed and filled with rage. He was on seven different medications and they cut the funding for the system. So he couldn't get his meds and he couldn't speak to somebody anymore. So he had a different outlet. And he was triggered by trauma. However, his cognitions were completely completely out of his um, healthy flow. And he did some really strange things because of it. We can do that if we choose as human beings. We can make that choice. But he had no tools to get him out of his situation. But he could have gone the other way if he chose. He didn't have to go this way, you know. How many times have we met somebody where life has been pretty hard for them, but they still haven't chosen to hurt everybody in the world? So we didn't have to go this way. This is my point. I meet victims of um, of of crime, victims of situations of of um, 
abuse in the home, still consumed by the abuse in the home, living their life as if the abuse is still happening to them. And I say to them, it's no longer happening right now. You can choose what drives you, you know. As a kid, my mum would, (laughs) she would always tell me a story about how a girl was found dead in a ditch somewhere um, in order to trigger me to be safe. But what had driven her was all the fear of the world. She was driven by all the trauma and all the terrible things that happened. And whenever I would um, be say, I'd say to my mum, oh, I'm going out. And my mum, thick, heavy, Jamaican accent, she would ask me where I'm going. I would say where I'm going. And then she would, she would start off with her, her amazing story. Brixton? Is where them kill the girl and them find her body in a ditch. My mum was driven by fear, you know, the fear of everything. You've got to go to church because you're going to be saved and Jesus is going to save you. And that way you won't have to live in fear. She was triggered by trauma. Her trauma was something bad is going to happen. She got here in the 60s and it was a horrible place. She hasn't let that go. Her trauma was real and she would... She would try to feed me her trauma. And this is what happens. This is what we do. It gets passed down. So, recognising that the trauma is separate to you. You are not your your traumatic event. You are not what happened to you. What happened to you is separate to you. You are you. And the the traumatic experience is that experience. And you've lived through it. And you've come out the other end and you have a choice. You have a choice. My question to you is, what drives you? You wake up today and this morning, what drives you? What drives you out of your bed? What triggers you to do what you do? What are you going to make be your trigger? Are you held hostage by your trauma on a daily basis? Is something that happened to you holds you holds you Hold you firm. Remember, it's all about choice. It's what you pay attention to. If you paid attention, you'd have paid attention on Monday. <laughs> Can you move? Can you make a choice based on right now? Often when trauma hits, we don't base our choice on right now. We base our choice on the trauma. My mum would tell me all the time, don't go to this place because they found a girl in a and she was dead and she was in a ditch and I had to one day call her bluff and say how many, how come the police don't know that you know where all these girls are and how do you know this is very suspicious and she would say to me, she didn't know what to say she would look at me confused and I knew what she was trying to do she wanted me to be careful but she didn't hold enough weight in, in her words to me she didn't trust the world So she would give me a scenario of something in order to trigger me to be scared so that I would be safe. That was the only way she knew how. Based on her trauma. You know? That was based on past. But you based your decisions on now and what you're preparing, not what has already happened. Because that doesn't make any sense, does it? You can use the experience as a guideline, but Don't base your thoughts there. Do you base it on the right now? Or do you live in the results of the experience of your past? 
You can be driven by anything you want. It is your choice. So why do we, as human beings, often choose to be driven by trauma? The pattern we take is up to us. We get to choose and we get to decide. As Dr. Joy said, she's amazing, Dr. Joy. Um, look her up. The poison's in the cookies. It doesn't mean there's actual poison in the cookies. It's in the bacon and the, and the ingredient of the cookies. That basically means in the practice of what we had taught from a kid. Do your Does your trauma make you? You know, are you made by your trauma? I'm going to be honest with you before I leave today. Truth is it didn't. You are not made by your trauma. It happened. But you choose the way forward. You choose what you pay attention to. You choose what you're going to do now. You choose how you want to feel and what you're working towards. Trauma, if you're clever, you'll make sure it's not an option. (laughs) Because it doesn't have to be an option. You can say goodbye, trauma. I remember the day when I looked in my mum's face and she was telling me, and in particular, I was going somewhere with some friends. I'd be in my teens, and I'd say, Mum, I'm going... We lived right slap bang in the middle between Peckham and Brixton. We was Every day we were in one of these places all the time. And um, she was in the process of about to tell me that the place I was going, I think I must have was I was going to go up West End, and she said, where? I was going to go to Chocadero or something, and she said, um, Chocadero is <laughs> where them fight, them kill the girl, and them find her body in a ditch, and I looked at her, and I said, really? In Chocadero, mum, there's a ditch with a dead girl in it, and it has not been on the news, <laughs> and she looked, and her eyes she was spanning. She didn't. She could. I could see her trying to span her brain. She needed something for me to hold on to because she needed something to hold on to that was traumatic and terrible in nature and velocity, so that I would be careful. And I told her that day. I said, "No more of this." <laughs> and I laughed. And she didn't know what to do with herself. And I had chosen not to be driven by her trauma. That was hers. And I was not picking it up and putting it in my backpack and travelling for the rest of my life. We all have the right to choose. You can either be the joker or you can be yourself. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I do appreciate the comments, the shares, your interaction. If you've got anything to say about this, please leave me a recording. Leave me a message on here. You are. You can do that if you want to be featured. Let me know, and you 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 want to be um. You maybe you even want to experience what a session is like with me, and we we could actually do that. I am open to discussion, and I'm happy to help. My name is Desiree Shaw. You can find me on my website www.desireeshaw.com. That is D I S R E dot com. My aim is to change the world one thought at a time and create an accessible platform for mental health and to spread the word. We are only human. We're fallible and we can make mistakes. We can also change based on whatever we choose. So what drives you? What drives you today? Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.